Hello, I am Rabbi Moshe Schwab, and I am glad you could be here with us today. Uh, this teaching is the accompanying teaching to Vayera, uh, the uh, Torah portion. It begins in Genesis uh, 18. And uh, the title of this accompanying teaching is, What Kind of Life Do You Want? Uh, I'd like to start by, by saying that God is good and all-powerful. But mankind must muster up its strength to accomplish tasks. Enjoy the goodness of God. Our God is powerful and can do some amazing works. He was the creator of the heavens and the earth, so nothing is beyond his ability. God even gives special gifts associated with the Holy Spirit to those who believe in the Messiah Yeshua that we talked about in the Torah study. In contrast to what God can do, mankind must develop their strengths and abilities. Mankind uses teamwork to accomplish big tasks. I used to play adult football with ex-college players. I don't suggest anybody do this. It is pretty tough playing against on that level. Uh, these were some amazing players. I got to see firsthand some really good plays. It is one thing to watch these players on TV. It is quite something else to see these plays from the sideline. The Rams had considered drafting our quarterback. Uh, he had actually been in our national championship team, uh, Division II team. I could actually hear the ball whistling toward, toward me when he threw it to me. You wouldn't expect these guys to be so special and talented, most of them that were relaxed and kind, yet they had learned to excel. So no matter what your personality is, if you're willing to apply yourself, you can be successful. No one per personality is the best for success. Accomplishing tasks is so much different with God. When God created everything, it was, it, it was perfect to begin with. Genesis 1.31 says, Then God saw everything that he had made, and indeed, it was very good. People have to work hard to achieve that. Uh, God said in Jeremiah 32.27, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? God is good kind, merciful, and loving. Good thing for us, right? <laughs> Exodus 34, beginning in verse 6 and verse 7, says, The Lord, the Lord God, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abounding in goodness and truth, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving iniquity and transgression and sin, by no means clearing the guilty, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation. We can have great joy in knowing that God is good and He is for us. It's, it's, uh, it says God is abounding in goodness. Thank you, God. So enjoy your relationship with God. But we must be serious about our relationship with God. Are you serious about God? Do you want truth or just a bunch of made-up theology? Are you willing to examine 
how to know the true context of the scriptures and what they mean. I have a friend of mine that's reading a 1,700-page theology book. I can't believe that the Bible would be that difficult to understand. People are overthinking it. You know, I am serious about God, and so are many people. I had an interesting conversation with someone recently. I asked them if someone treats them badly on purpose, are they their friend? Well, they, of course they answered no. God gave us his word for our benefit and to help us. It says his commandments give us wisdom and understanding. Deuteronomy 4.6 How amazing is that? If we reject him, it is like rejecting a good and kindly gift and throwing it on the ground. Instead of treating God's goodness, goodness with the respect and appreciation, we reject him when we, we reject his commandments, which give us wisdom and understanding. Someone that comes to our congregation likes to listen to various preachers, and I do too. Just last week on the way over, he said that the guy on the radio said that those who keep the Torah are cursed. Well, didn't we just read something about God giving us the commandments and their wisdom and understanding? He doesn't have much understanding, does he? The verse Shul is quoting from the Old Testament portion that's often mis misunderstood to mean that those who keep the Torah are cursed. This is the verse that people use for that. It says in Deuteronomy 27:26, Cursed is the one who does not confirm confirm all the works of this law by observing them. So that says, Cursed is the one who does not confirm all the words of this law by observing them. Or what does it say? Oh my goodness. Is that radio preacher for real? I understand that he is supposed to be a good and respected teacher. You see what's going on in Christianity? And it's just ridiculous. That is what theology is doing. It is turning around what the Bible says and making sin okay to do. In our Torah study, we shared about what Kepa said in Second Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 10. They will face God's judgment. I wouldn't want to be in the shoes of those who are contradicting God. Those who deny the Jewish context of the scriptures have been deceived by devil spirits. Now you can take a person's words out of context and accuse them of almost anything. You can take the Bible out of context and come up with the exact opposite of what was meant. And that's what, you know, he heard this guy teach. How can an educated person read a scripture and take it completely out of context? Some of us have heard this before, but it's a good example of how ridiculous people are behaving. The Bible actually says there is no God. Psalms 14.1 so, so far no one has quoted it in this way, but is it, is it any different than taking any scripture out of context, out of its proper context? 
In the context, Psalm 14.1 says, The fool has said in his heart, there is no God. In another teaching I shared, 1 John 3.4, it says, Whoever commits sin also commits lawlessness, and sin is lawlessness. So you, uh, so the, the word lawlessness there is a word that the ancient rabbis used uh, uh, the, the ancient rabbis used the word nomia for Torah. And anomia would be to not keep the Torah. So Yochanan is saying that those who don't keep the Torah are sinning. You see, theology would say, oh, it's just lawlessness, not the Torah. Well, what kind of lawlessness is it? Would that be not following a recipe correctly? No, it's not keeping God's commandments in the Torah. There was new, 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 uh, no New Testament when Yochanan wrote this. So these theology theologians are blind leaders of the blind. Open your eyes, people. So you say, where does the devil enter into this? The Bible says there is a devil. We accept the Bible because men wrote down what God gave them. Second Peter one. Uh, verses 20 and 21 says, Knowing this verse, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. For prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. Well, let's continue reading in First John. Chapter 3, verses 7 and 8. It says, he who practice, practices righteousness is righteous, just as he is righteous. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. So, first of all, Yochanan says, those who do it is right, that is, practices righteousness, are righteous. They live right. So, you know, I shouldn't have to explain this. Those who actually do what is right live right. This may confuse some of you because you have been told that you, you are right without actually doing what is right. It doesn't even make any sense, does it? Some of you are probably thinking this has to be crazy to think that way. That is not logical at all. Uh, computers need logical code that works together in order to get so, in order so they work right. Some of us have found out that, that uh, with buggy uh, software, now, if you try to sew without a sewing needle in your sewing machine, you're not going to get anything done. You can say you are sewing, but you aren't doing anything. That's the logic in being told you live right without actually doing what is right. Notice how Yochanan says that sin is of the devil. Well, what is sin? Not keeping God's commandments in the Torah. That's the context. So, people who are saying God's commandments are done away with are of the devil. That's what Yochanan said. Some of you are thinking the Old Testament portion of the Bible contains antiquated commandments or they are too hard to keep. It says not to commit murder. Is that antiquated? Many of the commandments were made for the priests who served the temple in Jerusalem. So, we have a few hundred commandments to keep. Some of you have heard all this before, but some of you haven't yet, and are still reading the Bible out of context. 
People are lifting scriptures out of context like there is no God. Maybe they really don't believe in God. Real life comes from a proper understanding of the Bible in its original context. All else is just balled up theology. All this shouldn't be too hard to understand, but people are blind to the fact they have been taught lies. Jeremiah 9.6 says, Through deceit they refuse to know me. And that's what's happening nowadays. The God who created the heavens and the earth gave us directions to help us. That's what Yeshua said. John 14, 15-18 says, If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. The Spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. I will, it continues on, I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. So first of all, Yeshua said that if you love him, keep his commandments. Or what commandments did he give us at Mount Sinai? Is there something wrong with commandments that are intended to help us? You know, I actually had a pastor say to me, Yeshua didn't give us the commandments at Mount Sinai. Well, I, I thought he was God. Yeah. Yeah. People are just not thinking. Deuteronomy 4.8 says, And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in all this law which I set before you this day? I should read that again. Deuteronomy 4.8 And what great nation is there that has such statutes and righteous judgments as are in this law which I sent, set before you this day? Did God change or something? You know, is there something wrong with what he gave us? Hmm. God just seems to think that what he gave us is a blessing for us. Yeshua said that the Father will give them another helper. Namely, namely, the Holy Spirit that, that we are to receive when we believe in the Messiah, Yeshua. So, the first helper that Yeshua gave us is the Torah. Another helper that Yeshua gave us is the Holy Spirit. You see, it's important that we believe in the Messiah, but don't forget about his commandments, which are intended to be a tremendous blessing to us. So, why are people sharing things that are so contrary to the Bible. Maybe they don't believe in God. Maybe they don't want to believe in God. You know, there's a lot of people out there that they don't want to believe in God and they don't want to listen to God. Perhaps their theology gets in the way of truth. Perhaps they don't know how to read. Or maybe they don't know how to treat the Bible with respect, or God with respect for that matter. Yochanan says, they are deceived by the devil. I don't think they would share such nonsense if they understood the consequences. That's what started me on my quest. I read scriptures that said, we are to be faithful until the end. Yeshua said, then many false prophets will rise up and deceive many. And because lawlessness, there's that word anomia, 
not keeping the Torah, because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. But he who endures to the end shall be saved. Matthew 24, 11-13 Could these be false prophets? These people that have led us falsely to not keep God's commandments? That's what it says. People will be deceived. There, there, there is that word lawlessness again, enomia, which means to not keep the Torah. These false teachers, prophets, whatever you want to call them, are teaching people to not keep the Torah and God's commandments. Some of you are saying you don't want to keep God's peace. It's such a burden to have our life revolve around God's peace. It, People will observe the American feasts of Memorial Day, Labor Day, Independence Day, and Thanksgiving Day. What you are saying to God, you know, you don't want to keep his feasts, though. Leviticus 23.2 says, The feasts of the Lord, which you, which you shall proclaim to, to be holy convocations, these are my feasts. It says, these are my feasts. What could be wrong with celebrating biblical feasts? You see, this misunderstanding of the scriptures is just a diversion to get us off track. Pretty soon the major denominations are going to be saying that the things the Bible says are not sin, are not sin at all. Don't misquote me now. Theology bottles up its false doctrine and tells us to drink garbage. Is that what you want to live on? Or do you want the life-giving commandments of God that give us wisdom and understanding? God's Word give us, gives give us life and are pertinent for life. Proverbs 4, 21-23 says, Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their flesh. Keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. If you want real life, keep God's commandments close to you. Be diligent to walk with God. By the way, Proverbs is in the Old Testament portion of scriptures. In closing, God is the almighty and powerful God who can do all. Mankind must develop themselves in order to accomplish their tasks. We can have joy in knowing that we have a good God who is for us. Are we serious about God? Do we, do we respect Him and want to do what He says? Yochanan said that those who don't keep the Torah are of the devil. The life God intended for us comes only through God. That is the true reality for life. Well, I'm glad you uh, could be here with us, and I'd like to pray now. Yaverechacha Yehovah Yishmerecha Yaer Yehovah Panavalecha Vichinecha Yisar Yehovah Panavalecha Vesem Lecha Shalom Yehovah bless you and keep you Yehovah make his face to shine upon you Be gracious to you Yehovah lift up his countenance upon you And give you peace Thank you Lord Bless us this day Amen. Shabbat Shalom. Shavuot Tov. Have a good week.